Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast about the TV show Friends, where we explore all 236 episodes. And I'm here again with my friends, Vanessa and Jackie. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez. I'm the biggest Friends fan. I love exploring, again, all these episodes in depth because it gives me a different perspective and hearing it from other perspectives like Vanessa. Yes, I am the newbie here, Vanessa Martinez, and... I really know nothing about friends, so all these phrases that I see people talk about, like, oh, you're my lobster. Like, I just found out about it now, so it's pretty <laughs> exciting that I can now relate to it all. You can hop on the train. And then... Yes. <laughs> and the train just keeps moving all the way to 236 episodes. I know, but I, I feel like I've learned a lot, too, and it's great to hear your perspectives on the TV show. And as, as you know, we're watching it a little differently than you would watch it like regular because it's yeah. we're looking at it with a critical eye and we're looking at it with uh, uh you know we're, we're you know how many times you take notes when you watch a tv show so i think it's kind of yeah. fun to, to i have do that. yeah i have I mean, like two pages of notes one is my extended notes which i take on my phone <laughs> and then one is for our scripts wow. <laughs> so i literally have like two note things right here all right well <laughs> we've learned how to do this we're gonna we get really good at it soon we're on up to episode our 45th episode uh this is season two episode 21 uh, the one with the bullies premiered on April 25th, 1996 to 24.7 million viewers. Jax, what happened? So Phoebe decides she's going to try to meet her biological dad again, but then she meets her half brother, Frank Jr. By accident because she ran over their dog. <laughs> Monica invests in stocks and has to accept a new job that she doesn't want. And Ross and Chandler get bullied at Central Park. <laughs> So yeah, I think this is an interesting thing. The one question I do have, and there's a lot of like talk about this on you know, fandom, is Giovanni Ribisi playing Frank Jr. when he made his first appearance a couple of episodes ago uh -huh. when he uh, yeah. put a condom into, mm -hmm. <laughs> into Phoebe's. So what do you guys think? Do you think that is the character? Or do you think they played this random character and they they liked him, so they brought him back to be... Uh, her brother. Well, I think it's the randomness of the condom guy, and he's just the random condom guy because Phoebe's brother and and stepmom and you know dad, biological dad, live in somewhere else. They live in Long Island, don't they? Like they don't yeah. live in the city. So why would he be in the city? Well, maybe he was hooking up with somebody because he had that kind of like. Yeah, they do go to the city. So I I think it's the randomness of the condom guy. Same character. Yeah, exactly. I think it's not the same character. What do you think, Vanessa? I don't know. I think, yeah, not the same character. And I just think they liked him. Mm -hmm. And they said, hey, come on back. We have another role we want you to play. Yeah, we know that from the, um, we know that from what the actual creators have said. Oh, before. okay. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. think it's the same, same but person. People like don't know that in like right away. So they have discussions, but I've seen it too in the fandom pages that it's like, Oh, well, was he Frank jr. Coming, you know, and going or no, until you research. I wonder if he's out. spoken out about it. Hmm. I, like, <laughs> I, about I it. like the idea that he mm -hmm. is Frank jr. In the first appearance, because yeah. I like that idea of the randomness of life and mm -hmm. that you could encounter people that, you know, you can encounter your half sibling and not even know it. That's a deep yeah. thought. Yeah, that is. That's like that's like super deep thought. Like that, <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> yeah, in, in an alternate mm -hmm. like kind of universe. 
And I liked that it was in New York City too, because it's mm-hmm. kind of you know they say you know like not that it was a Times Square, but is the crossroads of the world. And and I randomly have run into people in Times Square that I've known that don't even live. I didn't live in New York, and they didn't live in New York. Yeah. And I ran into this uh, these two friends I had from Memphis what? when I was living here, and I'm like, this is just the craziest thing ever. Yeah. We actually ran into somebody I went to college with in New York, and he was at work. Like he, cause he does like production stuff. And I saw him on the streets uh, shooting. So I didn't talk to him, but I saw him. And I was like, Hey, I remember him. We were in college together. Oh. And it's just so weird that it was a random street almost mm-hmm. by the friends building. Hmm. Um, so See? I saw him there. Yeah. See, it could happen. Yeah. New York city. <laughs> and I once ran into a friend in Mexico what <laughs> in Cancun, right? Isn't that strange? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I ran, I, we ran into friends in uh, Puerto Vallarta once. Yeah, right, in, in Cancun. Yeah, yeah. strange. That's cool. So it could happen. It could have been. Could have not been. I think it's just everybody's kind of take on it. Hmm. I like it. It's, I know it's one of those uh, kind of silly mm-hmm. romantic ideas, but I, I just yeah, it's I nice, it was kind of fun. Yeah. But I just like the way that she go that they she's kind of forced to meet them because once again she tries she goes out there she in the beginning of this episode by the way the way that she gets clues to go and meet oh, like God. That. <laughs> so funny she she's sees so a buffet yeah. so it's her last name and then she sees a rotisserie chicken and she chickened out yeah <laughs> old McDonald's yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, McDonald was a—he was a. But it, it shows how lonely Phoebe is for her her family, and it, mm-hmm. that, that part is is really sad. And then you know her mother obviously is not around anymore, so she only has this image of what her father is, and she wants to meet him so badly, yet she doesn't want to ruin that image of of what mm-hmm. he's like too. So it's just she wants it to be perfect. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 She goes through that again. And Rachel and Joey are there for her this time, you know, and it's, it's sweet that, you know, everybody's so supportive. She's not doing it alone. You know, her friend, her friends, her family that she chose is going with her to meet her real family. Yeah. And the cab is hilarious that she's in yeah. her mother's cab again. <laughs> again. It's going to be around for a while, guys. Get used to the cab. It is, it's getting used to it. What I love about the cab is it's so retro now because there's, you know, <laughs> All the cabs in New York are all, they're all Priuses now. Yes. yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, then she runs over the dog. I was <laughs> like, oh my God. That dog was hilarious. <laughs> How did he jump all the way from the ground to like the window, like peering into Joey's Dogs family? are great. Dogs are wild. My <laughs> neighbor's dog, um, granted it's a way bigger dog, but we have a very high wall. Mm-hmm. And he jumps over the wall. Oh my goodness! And he just runs around, <laughs> but he has to. She has to really jump. Wow! So dogs are talented. Dogs when they are want talented. something, huh? <laughs> I said, when they want something, they're going to make it happen. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, exactly. those old Jack Russells are. You know, they jump. They do jump like that. It's, at first, I thought it was Eddie from um, from Fra- Frasier, but it's not. It's a different Jack Russell. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the dog on Frasier. I know about that. Dog. Yeah, yeah. So I like that they, you know, Phoebe's very much an animal lover. Obviously, you know, she doesn't like fur and all that stuff. So she has to take care of the dog, and so she pays for him for his vet visit, and then she's forced to go meet them because she has to return. 
you know? So it's, it's forcing her to do it. And I like that they use that because otherwise are we going to wait for another time that she's been chicken out? So she actually does it this time. Yeah. Right. I thought and, it was Go ahead. Oh, I've seen that house too. It's on the Warner Brothers lot in their little neighborhood. And they're like, oh, you know, there's Phoebe's, Phoebe's dad's house, you know, the <laughs> dad house and all that. And they, this is the neighborhood where they all meet. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was cool that like, I can watch this and be like, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> and so can you when the, Phoebe, when the Warner Brother tours continue someday, yes. right? <laughs> yes, yeah. we need to go, we need to go. <laughs> That could be in our friends with friends on the road. On the road. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. The actress who played Mrs. Buffet, uh, I guess Phoebe's stepmom, was Lorraine Newman, who was a founding member of the Groundlings and an original cast member of Saturday Night Live. Oh. And she had such a, just a small little role there. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Well, Lisa Kudrow went to the Groundlings. Remember um, Hank Azaria's good friends with Lisa's brother? Uh-huh. I think it is. And then encouraged her to go to comedy to the groundling. So maybe there's that connection there bringing her on. I didn't know that. I feel like there is because there's so many connections as yes. to who is on the show or who they bring yes. on the show. Well, yes. yeah, and, they, and they bring their friends on too. Yeah. yeah. In Hollywood, you work with people, you know, you can trust and are going to show up on time and, and do the work. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, so she was a pretty big deal back in the, when the, that show started Lorraine Newman. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know at all. I didn't know who she was, and then I just, I just liked that the. He's like, well, he went out for groceries four years ago. You know, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's this guy who we don't like. We're getting little hints of him, but it's like he left them, and then he left this person. He left his current family, so it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting an inter- interesting insight into Frank Senior, and I, you know, and I don't know the answer to this question either. If we ever ever meet him or not, so it'll be uh, interesting to see. Because now I think we all want to meet Phoebe's dad. Yeah. yeah, they're building they're building it up to whether she does or not. I know, but obviously I'm not gonna. I don't let you know. Know. This yeah. is one thing I don't know, and I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like I how know. they're building it up, building it up. You know, building his character through um, without seeing him. We didn't know that he liked stilts. Yeah. I also like the, how the first interaction that Phoebe has with her brother, the conversation is just so oh. weird. Like, oh, do you want to see where he hit his head? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, if this was your dad, you would want to know anything about your dad. But it's just a funny conversation. Like, yeah. oh, is this what you want to see versus like, tell me about yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But they do it so like cute. Like I think it's so it's they want to make them similar, you know, cause yes. Phoebe's like that. Yeah. So I think they want to make them similar. It's like Phoebe's kind of funny and strange, but you know, adorably weird. And so is Frank Jr. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they take the, I'm sure it's very, it would seem to me that it would be very odd to meet someone who as an adult, meeting another adult who is your sibling and you didn't yeah. even know this person existed. So they kind of take that and make it to the, uh, 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 you know, uh, to the, you know, make it even more bizarre and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, to the, almost to the absurd. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I still liked it. 
Oh no! Yeah, I loved it. That's that's what's funny about it is that they took an awkward situation mm -hmm. and made it even more awkward because yeah. of the quirkiness of their their personalities. It's true. It's like, what would you say? So, what do you do? Like, yeah. uh, what? Where do you even begin that conversation? I don't know. I don't know. But it starts something, and it starts the relationship, which blossoms throughout the series. So, yes, awesome. I mean, she didn't know, right? Phoebe didn't know. Phoebe didn't know. No, she didn't know until he walked out. didn't know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool. It's cool that the way they gave her a little something, you know, yeah. for him. Yeah, they gave her a little something. She didn't get to meet her father, but uh, she did meet her brother. So mm -hmm. that's yes. interesting. All right, well, let's take a quick break. Lots more to discuss. Uh, Monica and her, you know, jobs and <laughs> a stock trader. There's some interesting uh, things to discuss there. And, of course, the big bullies. Bullies, bullies, bullies. We hate bullies. bullies. <laughs> right, back. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, and we are back talking about the one with the bullies. And these two bullies are classic you know, schoolyard bullies trying to uh, bully Chandler and, uh, and Ross. You guys ever be, uh, have you been bullied like that? No, I was always nice. and People were always nice to me. Thank God. <laughs> um, not bullied like to that extent. I guess just people were mean to me for Aww. some odd reason or another, even though I never did anything wrong. Aww. But I mean, I survived. I'm here. Yeah. You know, exactly. what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, as Kelly Clarkson Aww. says. <laughs> <laughs> but they are pretty funny, straightforward with on bullies for for yeah. no reason other than to just bully them. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was really random though, because random. Like, said, yeah. like no reason at all. Like at first I was like, wait, did I miss something? Like what's happening? Why are they being bullied? Yeah. And how, yeah. how did you decide to pick on them out of all the people? Yes. Well, I think because they wanted to touch upon Ross and Chandler's like, you know, own character that they're not as machismo as like, some because they're a little more sensitive like joey's the machismo one out of the three of them so it's maybe it's touching upon that but i thought the bullies were kind of like overkill on the machismo-ness like it was just it was just a little too much where too i'm just much. like yeah yeah i'm like all right well they didn't have to bully that hard exactly they didn't have to flip the couch and say you're never coming back you know <laughs> yes yeah I, when i was watching the episode i'm like i don't you know this isn't like my favorite but then i do like it at the end Mm -hmm. When they're gonna, when they, they're actually gonna have the fight in the street, and they're talking about like no faces, nothing yeah. below the belt, and then because yeah. even the bully goes, well, I do have to show that apartment tomorrow, so <laughs> no faces is a good idea. So you gotta, we don't really ever ever understand why they're doing it, but we yeah. understood that they're not as tough guy as as they let on. 
Yeah. Yeah. And they they like had that fight with limitations. Yeah. Right. They, <laughs> and they had that conversation with Joey. It's like, all right. Like when they were, when they got kicked out the first time, they went back and made the coffee or the frappuccino or whatever they're trying to make in the cup and stir it quickly. Joey's like, okay, I'll go down with you guys. And they're like, no, we can do it ourselves. Like they kind of like find the courage in themselves to kind of stand up to them. So I thought that was cute in, in that sense of the storyline. They didn't really get it, but at least they came out with I mean, it could courage. be just kind of that classic New Yorker kind of, you know, taken to the absurd too. Because yeah. you know, New Yorkers were pretty tough and like, no, I'm sitting there. Get out of my way. You yeah. Know, that, that sort of, you know, attitude, but it was definitely taken to the, <laughs> to a higher level. But then once you get to know people. Yeah. Then you kind of become friends and understand each other. So I, I think that maybe was kind of what they were going for in that New Yorker. Cause uh, you know, you've met New Yorkers who are very yeah. tough and gruff until you get to know them. And then they're, you know, like regular guys, like at the end where they, you know, have to chase after the guys who stole their watches. Yes. <laughs> and I think Chandler he, trips. Yes. Oh my gosh. He trips and he falls, but I've been to New York several times. And every time I go, they're always like, cause I'm always like, hello, like to the bodega people and like, oh, hello, a smiley. Da, da, da. And then, cause I love talking to people. There's so many people there. And they're like, you are so nice. Are you from here? And I'm like, oh, I'm from California. They're like, oh, okay. Got it. Right. <laughs> yeah. They are very like straight on. And if you watch Real Housewives in New York City, they are very straight on. Like, and then they're like fighting one minute and then happy and, and like friends the next minute. So I see the New Yorkerness in these bullies. Yeah. I think that's just what it is. They're just being, yeah, you gotta, do, I guess in a city that's so crowded, you gotta carve out your turf. In <laughs> <laughs> your regular coffee spots, you know? <laughs> yeah, and save your seat. Which is funny because throughout the series, you see the little reserve sign on the coffee table. That's why they're always sitting there. And I guess, and that reserve sign wasn't there. And, or maybe these bullies just don't care. So. Uh -huh. I do like the way they, they uh, enlisted Gunther to uh, <laughs> handle the, the bullies the first time, even though it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, guys. It's classic schoolyard yeah. bullying. Like yeah. told the teacher. And <laughs> Every time I hear Gunther talk, I always get excited, only because he's always there, but we hardly hear from them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like so that shy cool. person in the classroom that doesn't say anything, uh -huh. and all of a sudden they talk, and you and have to like, do yeah. a double take. <laughs> yeah, you cheer on for <laughs> That's very true. I think that's exactly what they decided. They Somehow they decided to do that with him. Mm -hmm. He's that kind of character that's always there, and they all know, but you know they don't really interact with that often. Yeah, um, and then... What do you guys think about Monica and her stock endeavors? <laughs> I don't understand stock socks, so I had no like connection to this. <laughs> I so yeah, my senior year of high school, we had to take um, one semester was stock or like stock market kind of stuff, and then economics, and then another one was. Um... See, I even forgot what it was. <laughs> Obviously, wasn't that interested. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, I. Same. I didn't understand it. I didn't. We had to watch the stock market for one month. We had to pick like four, five stocks, stock markets okay. to watch or different companies to watch. And we had to like report on them. And oh. I wasn't a fan of it. Would you choose what's your initials? V? What's your what's your initials? V? What's your middle name? V? Yeah. Would you buy VCF if there were a stock symbol? Would I buy them? Uh-huh. It depends what company they were. <laughs> you gotta be smart about it. 
I don't have a middle name, so I'm just Jr. So you I don't have a middle name. No, no, I don't have a middle name. It's like because in in Mexican culture, like women don't sometimes sometimes don't get a middle name. Sometimes they do, like Vanessa. Sometimes they don't. Like I feel like a lot of them do. My My mom's name is Rosa Admeda Rodriguez Rios. And so it's like she has so many names. Oh, Paula Rosa Admeda Rodriguez. And they use like the middle name for the first name. Uh Yes. yes. Yeah, they don't use like their first name. Yeah. So, like, I think because my mom had so many names, like, she has three names before she gets to like her married name and then the, the, you know, single name or name before. And, so I think she she just didn't give us all names, middle names. But so yeah, my stock would just be Jr., which would be easy because that's Junior. So I don't know. If there's any. Well, I, I looked up M- so uh, Monica gets into it because she sees a stock that has her initials M E G, and there's a company actually, and the company that has the, that symbol now is a, 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 an Irvine, California company, Montrose oh. Environmental Group. And it just IPO'd in July, which is random. Oh. oh so apparently it's been inactive, or it wasn't even a stock back there. Back in, back then in the 90s, yeah. Oh. And then uh, CHP, I love that, that she picked that because she liked <laughs> Eric Estrada from Chip yeah. because of <laughs> the C- California Highway Patrol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, there is a... Uh, a company with a stock market name of VCM. It's oh, called the Seaman Networks Incorporated in Canada, and they develop hardware and software for broadband access. Oh. So, I mean, their stock is looking good today, up 11 points. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll call them. <laughs> maybe you can put your $127 from the bank into <laughs> right, <laughs> like Monica did. <laughs> yeah. Poor well, there's no JR or my initials are JRB, Jackie. So there's oh, no okay. JR or JRB. So, hmm. so we won't have to invest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do think it's interesting into Monica because I mean, she at this point, she's kind of desperate for someone who yeah. leads that organization and everything. She has no job and she's desperate to figure out a way to make money. And she kind of becomes a, a, it's like a gambling addict, mm-hmm. but she mm-hmm. needs her fix at the end. She's even trying to borrow money from Rachel. It's very funny. Interesting side of, of, uh, of Monica. Yeah. So um, poor Monica, I don't know why she's having such a hard time getting a job. Do you think yeah. maybe she's really picky? Yeah, I think so. I think she has standards that she lives up to, which is fine. You know, she really wants something, but when you're stuck and you have only $127 left, like you have to do something, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I know I would, I would go work in a coffee shop if I couldn't get a job, you know, in broadcast if something happened, you know? So I would go work at like a, a mom and pop coffee shop. Cause I love coffee so much. And I would love to learn how to like do it professionally. <laughs> I don't think I could do, I don't know. I don't think I can make coffee. I mean, I am of the mindset that if, you know, I have to be doing something, I can't just yeah. sit and wait for the next thing to come along. I have to, do whatever it is you gotta do, yeah, exactly. you gotta do whatever you have to do and that's what rachel told her to get yeah. the job you know right. take that waitress job even though she doesn't like it Until so there better, yeah monica goes to a <laughs> diner to work unhappily wearing a wig and big boobs and she does it <laughs> that's like a total like new york tourist trap yeah, diner yeah. Thing, right yeah. yeah, there's actually a place like that here in uh, California. It's called Frisco's. 
third city of industry anything in long beach and i used to go there all the time as a kid and you walk in and it was the seats are um modeled as like 50s cars and they have That's like cool. paintings everywhere and then they come and serve you in and roller skates everybody has to roller skate unless you're pregnant then you don't roller skate <laughs> um, and then um every like so often they would do a show they would do like a quick little dance to a 50 song and stuff like that. And we would go every single Sunday and I would always get the French toast uh, with a strawberry so milkshake. Is that yeah. restaurant like the restaurant in um, uh, Pulp Fiction? Um, It's a little more 50s diner. Like they have the like uh, the little mini skirts with the, um, with the ruffles at the bottom and they, they have more like glittery. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I oh, yeah. just stopped to check it out. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice memory. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess I'm proud for Mo Monica for, you know, doing what she has to do. Doing what she has to do, even though it wasn't what she wanted to do, but mm. she has to do it to get by. Yeah. Did you guys have any weird jobs like that? Not that it's a weird job, but, you know. Um, I, mean, I worked in retail my whole life until I got into broadcast. And so, it wasn't really weird. It's I stuck to retail. I'm very much like do what you know and what you're skilled at. So, when I started retail, I started retail from, you know, 16 to 24 when I started, you know, here. So. You seem like a Hollister kind of. Yeah. No, I did Forever 21. <laughs> I did and Banana Republic. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been pretty blessed. I've been pretty lucky. So, mm -hmm. no, I haven't. Disneyland, didn't you? I, Disneyland? No, I didn't do Disneyland. That's Bobby. Oh, yeah, I know it's Bobby. But where did you meet Caesar? Oh, City of Diamond Bar. We worked oh, at a okay. city job. And, well, the thing with Disneyland is part of my job was taking kids to Disneyland. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> When we worked at summer day camp. So that was the best time to That's work amazing. in the summer. Because granted, you had to watch 100 kids, ages 6 to 12. And you would have to go on different mm -hmm. trips. Um, usually. So like Monday was like craft day. Tuesday was, I forget what it was. Um, oh, Tuesday was like a, a big trip. So like Disneyland. And then Wednesday was mm -hmm. a smaller trip. Thursday was pool day. And Friday was craft day. So there was always something uh, fun to do. Um, yeah. yeah. It was that fun. seems much better than dancing to uh, the village uh, people on the diner. Getting paid to watch kids. I mean, granted, you know, you would have kids that wouldn't behave or you'd have to make sure you wouldn't lose kids, especially at a water park. Those are the worst, especially oh, when you had to watch 10 year olds and six year olds at a water, oh, six year olds no. at a water park. That yeah. sounds that the worst age group. <laughs> yeah. Sounds very stressful. Luckily, yeah. I never lost a kid or never had to use an EpiPen, so it was all good. <laughs> yeah. I did I, have a teach have to teach kids about his finances when we read Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> so, oh my god. So yeah. <laughs> well, I did daycare in my hometown for a little bit too before I like moved to Southern California, but it's fun. I love kids, so I always said, you know, if broadcast doesn't work out, I'd become a teacher. So. <laughs> Ooh, you're so good. You're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing okay. <laughs> well, I coach on the side, so I kind of get a little bit of both. So yeah. I coach volleyball. So it's it's nice. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we haven't gotten to favorite lines. Oh, favorite lines? Yeah. Because I, I have one. Okay. I think 
My favorite line, well, I know my favorite line is from Phoebe because it relates to a dog. And, uh, it's when Phoebe returns a dog to Mrs. Buffet and there, and Mrs. Buffet asks her, she's like, wait, are these stitches? And Phoebe says, eight stitches, eight stitches. That's 56 to him. <laughs> eight times seven dog years is 56. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I just had, I agreed with you on, um, um, there's another one when Joey calls Phoebe's family and act like he wanted ransom with the voice that Joey does. I thought that was cute. So that's my favorite part because that had me laughing out loud <laughs> where he was like, <laughs> I have your dog. <laughs> oh, yes. That one. I love that part, too. It was so random. <laughs> I actually like the part where um, Monica's trying to get money from Rachel. Or like Monica's trying to borrow money from Rachel so she can buy the stocks. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah it seems like something Rachel would do. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So one of the nice things about doing a podcast is we get viewer feedback too. Oh we yeah. Some, we got some fan mail. Why don't you guys read some of our fan mail? Yeah, it's a very exciting. I think when we, I opened up the fan letter I saw, I got really excited because it makes me feel like, oh, you know, it's not my mom, it's not my dad, it's somebody. <laughs> Is that your or something? Yeah, this is exciting. So, um, our first comment, or our first, yes, our first fan mail, I guess I should say, comes from Ashley um, McDougal. She says, hi, guys. I love listening to your podcast when I'm driving and out walking the dog. It's so hi. nice to realize it's not just me who's so picky on the details. <laughs> I would love if you could do a podcast on the episode from season three. It's episode nine, the one with the football. I love it so much because even though they are there are separate stories like the Dutch Girl and the Geller Cup, they are all together as a six for the majority of the episode. I would love to hear what you guys think of it. Well, uh, Ashley, it's coming your way. Stay tuned. Your way. Thank, Thank you, Ashley. Us. Yes, we will get um, there. We love that she loves the details too, as we do, because it's like there's if you're fan fan of the show that's what you look for so that's yeah. awesome yes yeah, so kelly gaudion on um, instagram reached out to us she says hey guys just started listening to your podcast fyi the duck and the chick something that she says about them um they did actually go live on a farm in upstate new york so that's something that the duck and the chick haven't been introduced yet but we'll get to that so thank you ashley and then one that we've already um discuss is the prom episode so this is what kelly says they don't say mr cartel about teenage ross with the mustache remember that mr. and carter then Bear. yes so jason you brought that up she says they say mr carter with a different inflection it is from the tv series welcome back carter from the 70s so she noticed that too and she knew that too from what we discussed on our episode so yeah it's actually it's cotter k-o-t-t-e-r not carter Oh, so there you go. There you go, Kelly. Cotter, yeah. So so she reached out because she says she loves listening. So thanks for listening, Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. Yay. Oh, and then we have an email as well um, from a Josh Kaplan. He says, hi, Vanessa, Jackie, and Jason. I love your podcast. It reminds me of life when things didn't suck all the time. (laughs) Well... We're glad you love it. Yeah, thank you. Don't forget to rate it five stars and leave nice comments. (laughs) I I love Josh's comment, too, because people are looking for things that aren't, you know, it's been a tough year. 2020 is a tough year, so it's, you know, it's nice to have things that are not 
pandemic related and you know nice mm-hmm. to have a little escapism and i think that's what's fun about the show they do really you know address real issues but in a fun way and it is a nice escape and literally every week when i'm preparing for this i i laugh out loud it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite moments of the week when i'm re-watching the episode so stick yeah. with this one friends with friends folks yeah and then yeah. there's one more on um i just looked on our actual apple page on our apple she says there's somebody with the name dl0817 on july 23rd they said uh, my new friends i love i live reminiscing with you i think they meant i love reminiscing with you all the vaccine stuff hoping to get more interviews with the cast and, ah, and the good thing is we don't know any of these people. Exciting times. Uh. All right, fun discussion. Please keep the uh, fan mail coming. We love it. Yay. All, yes. <laughs> All right, in the next episode, it's Rachel's birthday. More family drama. Lots to talk about there. Our parents, uh, we see your mom again and her meet her dad for the first time. So we meet Dr. Uh, Dr. Green for the first time. Lots to talk about. Yes, and yes, keep the viewer comments coming. Send us DMs. Send us emails. Keep them coming. And on DMs, on Instagram, it's Friends with Friends Podcast. And if you like us, give us five-star ratings and leave nice comments wherever you get your podcast. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.